Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. I'm Shari Reynolds. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope that you had a chance to listen to my last podcast called Best Friend Friday, starting starring Cindy Lindsay. She's had such an impact on my life, and I hope that her words have helped shape some of your day as you listened to that. And so I'm looking at Ether, the four and five from Come Follow Me, and also listening to the conference talk called Choices by Elder, at the time, Elder Russell M. Nelson, who is now the prophet of our church and the world called Choices from October 1990. And I'm thinking about choices, thinking about choices for today, choices in this moment, and choices for our future. But regardless, everything you do now is for your future. So think about that. Everything that you do right now is for your future. And I was listening to Sacrament today on Zoom, and I was listening to Heather Wagner's talk, and she shared with us as she was preparing this talk that she had to give today, it enlightened her to look at her choices that she makes each day a little bit differently. For example, she was in line behind an elderly gentleman who had left earlier and left many of his purchased items and he came back for them and they had to go get things off the shelf and he had to um, repurchase them and he explained later that he'd forgotten his wallet and the entire time she was witnessing this she was churning inside because she was late for a doctor appointment for her son and she thought I'll just stop into the dollar store really quick and grab a few things and it ended up being a huge lesson and opportunity for her she said that normally she would have been very impatient would have made a little bit of a stink and a fuss She was frustrated because she could have changed lines, but she had already unloaded her items out of her basket, and so she had no choice but to stand there and wait. But as she waited, she watched the struggle of this older man, and as she finished making her purchase, she saw him standing by the door just trembling, and she asked him if she could help him, and he he allowed her to. And on the way out to the car, he was very slow moving and he said to her son, don't ever grow old. And he explained to her at that time that he left his wallet and what a frazzled morning he had had and he's very slow and moving. And yet she was so grateful that she paused and made the choice to be patient and to consider things a little bit differently in how she would proceed and then she was given the opportunity to serve him and even to show her son how to serve and so in that moment she helped that man but in that moment it helped her and maybe her son for their future so as we make choices I'm thinking about a phrase that I used earlier this week to someone as she's making choices in her life, I said, keep it a foundational focus. And so I'm thinking about in 
Mormon 8, verse 39, Why do ye adorn yourselves with that which hath no life? So oftentimes we're making choices for our future that are of eternal significance, but we are allowing our mind to be clouded and cluttered by things that have no eternal significance. Again, why do ye adorn yourselves with that which hath no life? So is there a decision that you're in the process of making right now, but you can't bring yourself to a full decision on that because you're letting things of insignificance step in the forefront of your mind between you and the Spirit, ultimately between you and Heavenly Father and His ultimate will for you. And I listened to a talk by Neil A. Maxwell this week, and he said, the greatest gift that you can give to your Father in Heaven, and the only thing that you can give to Him is to give him your willingness to allow it to be his will. But sometimes that's the most difficult thing when we want it to be our way. So in reading Ether 4, verse 11, But he that believeth these things which I have spoken, him will I visit with manifestations of my spirit, and he shall know and he shall know, and we shall know how to proceed. For because of my spirit he shall know that these things are true, for it persuadeth men to do good. So if we submit our will to the will of our Father, nothing but good can come from that, because he only persuadeth men to do good. So for futures and for current decisions. Regardless of what we proceed within our day, it's it's to do good. And it's the will of the Father. And in verse 15, he says, Behold, when ye shall rend that veil of unbelief, which doth cause you to remain in your awful state of wickedness and hardness of heart and blindness of mind, then shall the great and marvelous things which have been hid up from the foundation of the world from you, yea, when ye shall call upon the Father in my name with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, then shall ye know that the Father hath remembered the covenant which he had made unto your fathers, O house of Israel. If we allow the veil of unbelief, of hard-heartedness and pride, even, he says, wickedness and blindness of mind, if we're allowing things that hath no life take precedence over things of an eternal magnitude, if we let those things go, then we are basing our decisions on a foundation, just the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ and choices made that are within eternal scheme of things, then we have let go of our own will and we have given all to him by trusting him and moving forward with decisions based upon what is right and not letting things of insignificance stand in our way. 
A few years ago, my husband gave a friend of ours a blessing as they were contemplating marriage. And in this blessing, it was specifically stated that they would find their future spouse within the walls of the temple. Not too long after that, this friend of ours got married. And then not too long after that, the marriage failed. And we inquired of them, asking them if they had listened to the blessing that Jeff had given them to watch for red flags and that they would find their spouse in the walls of the temple. And this person said to us, well, they promised that they would get their temple recommend. And at that time, maybe out of desperation, maybe out of loneliness, they felt that it was right. They were desperate, but they did not listen. And they trusted that person instead of trusting God and the words of a blessing. And sometimes we want something so badly, we justify it to make it right. And so in the conference talk by Elder Russell M. Nelson called Choices, he said to ask yourself three questions you need to consider when you are deciding options. There are three very simple questions. Whether they are once in a lifetime or routine daily decisions, serious reflections on these three questions will help clarify your thinking. Review these questions and then proceed. Who am I? Why am I here? Where am I going? So as this woman, Sister Wagner in my ward, was reflecting upon giving her talk in sacrament today, maybe she did, maybe she didn't reflect upon these three questions, but I would imagine that as she's reflecting upon eternal significance, she was able to make a more valued choice that was pleasing unto her father, pleasing toward her future, especially in her son witnessing his mother give service to this elderly gentleman. And eternal salvation, how about that? She made a decision to stop and pause and be more mindful, just as I am trying to do, and applied what she was learning to that moment. She is, who am I? A daughter of God who is willing to serve our father's children, my brothers and sisters. And in that moment, it was serving that gentleman. Why am I here? I am here to return simply back to my father in heaven. I am here to receive a body. I am here to be tested. And that answers number three. Where am I going? I am going home. I am going home to see my father's face. I'm going home to look into the face of my savior. Truthful answers to these three questions will remind you of important anchors and unchanging principles. As you consider these mental questions, it will become clear that decisions you first thought to be purely personal, virtually always impact the lives of others. Always. He says the word always. Your decisions you think just are virtually purely personal always impact the lives of others. So in thinking about my friend who 
married someone that had obvious red flags and promised that they would get their temple recommend at a later date, that they were working on it, and not listening to the foundational significance of the words of a blessing, words that were purely spoken towards and for that significant moment. It impacted her future. It impacted their kids. It impacted the job that they left. Opportunities were broken and heartbroken. We're both of them. It just didn't work out. In answering each of these three questions, he says, then you must be mindful of the broader circle of family and friends who will be affected by the consequences of your choice. So like my friend in my ward who chose to help that elderly gentleman, she has possibly saved generations because of the simple act of listening and following a prompting to pause and to be patient. And she represented the Savior as a true disciple by serving her brother and showing her son just exactly how to do it as he goes into adulthood and honors his priesthood. This self-examination of these three questions will be a silent examination. No one else will hear your replies. But ultimately, Heavenly Father will know uniquely how you proceeded. He says, as a member of the church, you have made sacred covenants with the Lord. You have taken upon yourself the name of Christ. You have promised to always remember him. So as you think about those three questions, why, who am I? Why am I here? And where am I going? In every situation will help you ultimately decide choices for now and choices for our future. One of the most important reasons that we are here is to receive a mortal body. He says, another is to be tested, as I mentioned earlier, to experience mortality, to determine what you will do with life's challenging, he didn't say moments, he said opportunities. Opportunities to prove us. Opportunities to prove to our Father in heaven that we are worthy to return to him. Those opportunities require you to make choices and choices depend on our agency. Our agency is the greatest gift our Father has given us. And yet the greatest gift we can give to Him is to submit our will to His will. So our greatest test is to exercise our agency as in the very best way that we possibly can. So he says something really interesting. Prayer provides communication with your heavenly father and invites promptings of a personal revelation. And I have been talking about prayer and I have been studying about it, but something really interesting happened to me the other night. My daughter was visiting a friend two and a half hours south of where we live. And there was all kinds of arrangements made that she was able to stay the night with one of my son's friends and it was all working out and yet she calls me at midnight and says I cannot get hold of Stacy 
where she was going to stay the night. And I don't want Stacy to feel bad ever. But she had, we had made arrangements for her to stay with Stacy, and so that she could see this boy. And yet, when she went to go to Stacy's house, she realized she didn't get the address. So she calls me at midnight and says, "Mom, I don't know where she lives." I said, "I said, call Stacy." call Stacy. And she said, mom, you should see my phone. I've already called her a million times. Oh dear. So I went into Jeff and I said, Jeff, we need to go get her because I was really worried about her driving home. And he said, no, we're not going to do that. Let's just get her home. And we checked the weather and it was supposed to snow at about four or 5 a.m. And that means that the pass back to I-70 was going to be exceptionally dangerous. Oh, my mother heart. I got on my knees and I've really worked hard on faith. And I said, Heavenly Father, it's probably too late for me to ask thee this at this time, but please bless her that she will be safe and please bless her that the roads will be safe. And a very calm reassurance, which I was very grateful for, especially in this moment, because let me give you a little bit of background. I was always saying, well, now why do we have to pray if he already knows what we're going to pray for? If he already knows the outcome, if he already knows what his will is going to be, why would do we have to pray? Not that I didn't believe in prayer, because I believe that we need to pray so we can maintain that relationship with our Father in heaven, okay? So I went to my knees and I prayed these words, and Heavenly Father says to me, I already knew you were going to ask that and I've already prepared a way for their safe return. So instead of feeling like I was too late, because I didn't know 10 minutes prior that this was going to happen, I was just checking on her simply at 11.40 to make sure that she was leaving to be at Stacy's house in time by curfew. 20 minutes later, she calls me and she says that she can't get hold of Stacy. Little did I know that that was going to happen. So here I was with her stuck. And even furthermore stuck, I was afraid to go in to tell Jeff that she was stuck and in this predicament because earlier he said, no, no, she doesn't need to go this weekend. But if you know my husband, he doesn't think that she ever needs to drive two and a half hours to see a friend. <laughs> and usually the answer is always no. So Every other time that she's gone, everything has worked out perfectly fine. This time it didn't. And there will probably be no more trips to Parowan. <laughs> in any case, I was so grateful that my Father in Heaven already knew the predicament that we were going to soon be in. I was so grateful for my husband who very lovingly got on the phone with her and guided her, told her, call me when you get to Beaver, call me when you get to the I-70 junction, Okay, we're going to lose service, so the roads look like they're clear as he's watching the weather forecast on the computer. Call me when you get to Richfield. And I was on my knees, begging for forgiveness, for not understanding the magnitude of prayer, for not listening to my worthy priesthood holder's husband, and ultimately for pure and total gratitude that... My Father in Heaven is aware of my needs and my predicaments always. Oh, how I am so grateful for prayer. And that I continue to trust 
in him regardless of the questions I have in the moment. And that is a choice that I have made. And it's a choice that happens in the moment and it's the choice that happens for my future. And in the moment I needed him and it was for her future and it was for my future to know and to trust him all the more. I am so grateful for the opportunity that I have to share these things with you in especially disgusting prayer and practicing in cultivating my faith that will entitle me the gift and the companionship of the Holy Ghost that will help me make wise decisions. Yes, he says, every test, every trial, every challenge and hardship that we endure is to an opportunity to further develop our faith. And someday when we are standing at the feet of our Father, at that judgment, he will not only consider our actions, but he will consider our innermost intent and heartfelt desires. President Nelson says, your everyday thoughts have not been lost. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars. And as we look at the eternal significance of all of the glories, and we remember, he says, as you continue to face many challenging choices in life, There is great protection when you know who you are, why you are here, and where you are going. Let your unique identity shape each decision you make on the path towards your eternal destiny. Accountability for your choices now will bear on all that lies ahead. We have to keep in mind the plan of salvation and when we remember why we are here and who we are and who we truly belong to choices for our future and choices for the now are much easier to make with our father in heaven guiding us and directing us every step of the way because there are always more with us than there are more with them if we choose righteousness Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Coaching Chaos. I'm Shari Reynolds, and if my words have made it an impact or a significance in your testimony, please share that we may together share in the life-changing experience of someone else. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll see you next time.